0: In the small prairie town of Hillview, bored teenagers use their modified hoverboards to sneak into other dimensions. It's dangerous, it's stupid, it's got parent groups in a panic, and it's the coolest thing ever. This is Slug Blaster.
1: Alright everybody, welcome to Quantum Kickflip, a Slugblaster actual play podcast. Now, since that's a combination of words you've probably never heard before, let's break down exactly what we're doing here. Slug Blaster is a brand new tabletop role-playing game where you play as bored small-town teens who use their cool hoverboards to sneak into other dimensions, and in this podcast, me and five of my best and most hilarious friends are going to play Slug Blaster and use it to tell a story over the course of our campaign. Uh, My name is Robin Slack, and I'll be your GM and your host, and let's start things off by going around the virtual table here and letting everyone introduce themselves and the character they'll be playing, the playbook they're using, and just kind of what they're all about. Uh, So let's start off. Oh, we should have come up with an order for this. <laughs> Just call it Wing up.
0: it, wing it, wing it.
1: Wing it. All right. Uh, Lena, you said something. Jump <laughs> in. Ah,
0: nuts. <laughs> <laughs> Hello, I am Lena. My character is Angus Franklin. He is a little troublemaker. Uh, he uses the Guts playbook. He had a bad time in middle school, so he was pulled into homeschooling. Will he be able to get through high school without getting in too much trouble? Only time will tell. Slug blasting won't help.
1: (laughs) That's fantastic. That's exactly what I'm looking for. Uh, Let's have uh, Liam jump in. Yeah, hi, I'm Liam, and I will be playing uh, Lake Marsden.
2: She is a tall, uh, curly, red-haired teenager wielding a reality cannon, uh, her her trusty weapon that can uh, change colors of the world around it and shoot crazy lights through it. Uh, You know, a reality cannon, Uh, except for the one time that it uh, (laughs) glitched out and permanently disfigured the uh, right half of her body to look like a weird glitched out data mosh mishmash of colors so i love that
1: so much uh what's your what's your playbook oh i'm the heart playbook awesome we'll get into a little bit more about what that means as the episode goes on um why don't we jump over to michael oh Boy, mine is
3: not as polished a pitch as either of those ones.
0: (laughs) Wing it, wing it, Uh, wing it.
3: Great, yeah, great confidence start. (laughs) Uh, I am Michael Vatch. Uh, uh, I'm playing uh, the character Nick Lowe. Um, His playbook is The Smarts Playbook. Uh, Nick is a half-Chinese-Canadian kid. He's a bit younger than the rest of the members of the, of the group we've got going on here, but he uh, he's a, a smart little lad who has gotten boosted forward in school, so he's also going into high school same time as all the older kids. And Ooh. did I forget to mention, he's a bit of a weeb. I wonder where <laughs>
1: I got that idea from.
4: <laughs> uh,
1: love it, love it. Uh, did you say which, which playbook you are? I think you said you were smart, but did yes. you say that you're the smarts?
3: Uh, I, I am the smarts. Ain't nobody
1: smarterer. <laughs> <laughs> Fantastic. <laughs> uh, let's bounce to Glenna.
5: Hi, uh, my name is Glenna. I will be playing Elliot Buchanan, who is the chill playbook. Uh, she's an aspiring singer songwriter. She uh, always carries around her trusty guitar in her handy void wear backpack, uh, which is like a little pocket dimension that you just carry around, which is awesome. Her main thing is uh, chilling out and rocking to tunes and, you know, generally being pretty cool.
1: Fantastic. Uh, and then
4: finally, let's hear from Dave. Hi, my name's Dave Ray. Pronouns are he, him, and I will be playing Chester Capone, also he, him, because I have no creativity. But that's okay. (laughs) Uh, Because uh, Chester Capone, he is new to the town. He moved there from Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. Uh, I've never been to the city. I'm just making it all up based on uh, my uh, brief exposures in TV and movies. Uh, So... Uh, he's moved in, he's, uh, kind of a poor kid, doesn't have a lot of money, he's moved in, uh, along with his dad, uh, in with his grandma, and, uh, he's just trying to make his way in the world. Honestly, not the brightest guy, uh, and that works well with me, and <laughs> I, I like that. And, uh, he's just a big, tough guy, you, he's got, like, that broken nose, a la, like, Owen Wilson, kind of like that weird... Ah... I kind of imagine him looking a lot like Charlie Sheen uh, from that one scene in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, uh, like the <laughs> sunken dark eyes, and he's he's a tough son of a gun, but, you know, heart of gold. That's wonderful. All right. That's our he's cast of characters. He's the Grits. He's the Grit playbook, yeah. yes.
1: Yeah, we're going to be uh, talking a little bit about the, the mechanics of the game and things like playbooks and whatnot. We'll try and uh, keep you in the loop because uh, as, as we said, uh, or as I said a little bit earlier this game is, uh, as we are recording not currently commercially available it's uh, planned for uh, launch later this year, uh, but we got in on the ground floor of the Kickstarter of this game uh, partly because it was developed by a good friend of ours, Mikey Hamm, who is an absolute genius and every project he's involved in is wonderful uh, but especially this one because we get to role play as uh cool teens blasting monsters and doing hoverboard tricks and we love it so much. I'm so excited. <laughs> so yeah, the basic idea of the game if you're familiar with like Dungeons and Dragons or Pathfinder or any other like tabletop role playing game, very similar but also not at all. <laughs> um, it's uh rolling dice kind of and are- uh oh, so sorry. Oh, sorry, what was that Michael?
3: I was just saying uh, this one is kind of similar to the systems found in Blades in the Dark, another uh, sort of tabletop role-playing game. Mm-hmm. It's a lot of the base mechanics are b- built off of that sort of forged in the dark system. So if you're familiar with any of the many numerous hacks of, of Blades in the Dark game, this might follow some of those similar mechanics
1: yeah absolutely that is is the the base game that it is sort of built around yeah lots of uh like for those who are completely uninitiated with role-playing games you don't need to know anything going into this we're basically just going to be telling you an awesome story but for those of you who do you will try and uh shout out all of the cool features and playbook abilities and whatnot so that when this game is is out there and and available for purchase you can uh you know, pick it up for yourself and, and have some fun along with us. Broad strokes, we're going to be telling a story in character, improvising and making everything up on the spot, other than a little bit of prep that I've done in the in the beginning. And uh, we're going to be rolling dice to make all our decisions and uh, and solve all our problems or potentially make a lot of our problems worse. The, the big mechanic you got to know is anytime we want to do something, we're going to roll a six-sided die. If it's a six, whatever we're trying to do works. If it's a four or a five, it works, but there's a problem. And if it's a one, two, or three, it doesn't work, and there's a problem. It gets uh, real dicey, real fast. Uh, that was a—I didn't mean for that to be a pun. Damn it! Uh, Ooh, hoo, hoo, hoo. I've already broken my own uh, stringent no pun rule.
0: <laughs> Shut <laughs> it down.
1: <laughs> anyway, our—I uh, think we've introduced everybody and the basic mechanics of the game. Are, are we ready to hop into this, gang? Uh,
4: yeah, let's yeah. yeah, let's do it.
1: Then I'm going to transport you all now into the world of Slug Blaster. The early morning sun rises over the small town of Hillview, casting everything in a comforting golden hue. In the center of town, Hillview's single traffic light shifts from red to green, which has no effect whatsoever as Main Street is, as usual, completely devoid of traffic. The mayor, keen on looking like he's making some sort of progress, has proposed a second traffic light for Hillview at several town council meetings, but stubborn longtime residents swear that should a second light be installed, they will refuse to respect its authority. An unassuming silence hangs in the crisp autumn air, broken only by the quiet, crackling hum of the softly glowing pillars that were recently installed by the Micro Corporation on the hillside north of town, finally connecting Hillview to their global wireless communications network. A hover train glides through the industrial park, carrying barrels of unknown contents into the shipping bay of drow laboratories, and nearby, in one of the residential subdivisions east of town, the first of our cast of characters prepares for his first day of high school. It is Tuesday, September 7th, 1999. All right, so we find ourselves in the home of Nick Lowe. Uh, Nick, it's your first day of high school. Uh, it's, it's the morning beforehand. Uh, what does Nick Lowe do to get ready for his first day of high school?
3: I think Nick has had trouble sleeping all of the previous night just because he's incredibly excited to be making this jump into high school.
1: Right, because he's skipped a grade at this point, and, like, skipped a grade as of this year. He will be not rejoining all of his peers uh, in the last year of middle school. He's jumping ahead. Uh, So, like, this is new for everyone, but especially for Nick.
3: Yeah, this is a bigger jump, more than just the standard moving on to the next grade. This is moving on into a completely new world that he has not seen before, Uh, but I think this morning, like, despite the fact that he's been awake all night, he's just kind of been laying in bed thinking about what the year has in store for him. And he gets up and he sort of goes out into the main part of the apartment where he and his mom live. And he's, he's just like, he's been lying in bed, dressed, ready to go for the day already.
1: (laughs) Oh, that's fantastic. (laughs) What a keener. I love him already. (laughs) So I think he's been, uh, like you say, he's been lying up all night, he's, he's fully dressed, trying to sleep, but just can't, too excited, and he eventually makes his way down out into the main space, uh, and no one's there at the moment, uh, but at a certain point your, uh, your mom comes in and looks kind of shocked to see you. I thought you would have left already, you d- didn't you set an alarm? Wait, why would I already be gone? <laughs> well, it's it's t- your bus has got to be going by right now if it hasn't left already. And maybe it's because of the lack of sleep, uh, mess with your brain. Uh, maybe it's because one of your uh, countless uh, tinkerings with with sci-fi slug-blasting tech tripped a breaker at some point, and and the clocks aren't quite set right. But looking over at the stove, you realize now that like, yeah, your bus is coming. At this moment, as we speak, and it might already be gone. What do you do? I'm going to be late for my first day. Your mom runs to the fridge and, and grabs out a, a brown sack lunch that she's prepped for you the night before and kind of tosses it over. And it's like, well, get going. Come on. Uh,
3: so uh, she, I grab the sack lunch out of the air. She tosses to me, chuck it in my school bag, uh, along with the other books and supplies I've got uh, just before I leave my room. I turn back and I grab one last thing off my desk that had been sort of sitting on my workstation. Uh, And instead of heading down the stairs out of the apartment like I normally would, I head out onto my balcony uh, and uh, I engage my cool Rift Ninja sneakers and I start running down the side of the building.
1: (laughs) Oh, fantastic. (laughs) All right. Now, this is the first occurrence of uh, everyone in the game uh, aside from having a playbook, which is basically like a teen movie trope, you got your your smarts, your guts, your grit, your chill, and your heart uh, that gives them special abilities and, and extra things that they can do. They also have a signature device, which is like a cool sci-fi weapon and or gadget that they can use to accomplish things. And you've just mentioned yours, which are the Rift Ninja sneakers. Uh, yes. Do you want to read the little, the little blurb with those to give us an idea of, of what they're all about?
3: Sure thing. Rift Ninja sneakers are branded as performance wear for pro-level capture-the-flag athletes, hoping to distance themselves from the core market of graffiti artists, vandals, thieves, and kids trying to sneak out of the house.
1: Oops, that's what I'm doing right now-ish. Legitimately, uh, they're the core market right there. Uh, So you pop those on, and you're going to use your uh, uh, astral... No, what do you have there? Uh,
3: I'm using the extra ability that I had available on the sneakers, the Anti-Nega Friction Souls. Uh, these can... allow me to run up walls, hang from ceilings, and keep my hoverboard stuck to my feet.
1: Awesome! So you're gonna dash down the wall. Um, I think it's time for our first roll to see how this goes for you. Do you uh, do you make it down the wall incident-free, or do you take a tumble?
3: Uh, here we go. Actually,
1: and before you okay, before you tell me what the roll is, um, are you were you trying to look cool? Uh, which is a mechanic in this game, looking cool is very important, Uh, or are you just in in a hurry and trying to get your butt to class? I think in this moment, he's just in a rush to get going. Fair enough. Uh, And what was your result there? I have rolled a four. All right. Uh, As we said before, six is an unequivocal success. Four or five, you still get to do what you're doing, uh, but there is a problem. Uh, And then one to three, you fail, and there's a problem. That doesn't apply right now. You did it. Uh, Woo! describe to us, uh, Nick running down the wall and, and how badass this looks. Uh, so he
3: kind of vaults over the edge of the, like the railing on the balcony, uh, quick turnaround in midair. Bye mom. I'll see you later after class. And then immediately like spins to face downward and <laughs> he's going to essentially be Naruto running all the way down from the, I'm going to say they live on the third floor of this apartment.
1: <laughs> nice. <laughs> It is the one apartment building in town, by the way. Hillview is not uh, the type of town that that necessitates a lot of tall buildings or or uh, short term housing, but there is one apartment building in the middle of town, uh, and and this is where you live on the third floor.
3: Um, so yeah, I start tearing on down, and I guess just before my souls actually connect with the side, like the the. Brickwork of the apartment building. I click my heels together, and that's what engages the soles. And there's a bit of a the sneakers themselves. Uh, as Rift Ninjas, they're mostly black, but the soles give off a little bit of a red glow hue as it uh, engages, and that's what keeps me stuck to the wall as I race down the side of the building.
1: Cool. You're like a Fast and Furious car, but but a person. <laughs> <laughs> Is that reference?
4: <laughs> they have the lights <laughs> on the
1: bottoms of the cars. I love that imagery. All right. So you, you barrel down the side and manage to, at the last second, kind of do a little like tumble roll and get your footing on the ground and like, don't even really break much momentum as you, as you go from horizontal to perpendicular. Um, and you're, you're dashing down the street. Uh, you maybe take an alleyway nearby to try and like catch up with the next stop of where the school bus was, would go. Cause you're positive that it is, is long gone by now. And this is where your problem comes into play. Uh, just as you are, uh, making your way to the other side of this alleyway, and you're pretty confident that you've, like, you've beat the bus and you're gonna make it, uh, you see three figures ahead of you. Uh, there's a tall, lean kid with, like, greasy brown hockey hair and a bunch of freckles. Uh, there's a smaller one next to him, uh, wearing a ball cap, and then a bigger heavy set guy, and they're all just kinda doing teen hooligan stuff. Maybe they're looking for windows they can <laughs> smash. Classic morning routine. Because <laughs> these are, are very clearly those types of kids. Uh, and they see you running with your, your Rift Ninja sneakers and uh, and your arms full of, of this uh, uh, pile of, I'm assuming just like loose wires and components that you grabbed off your desk, your work in progress there that you're kind of carrying into class with you. And the tall lean one goes, hey, what what's your hurry, kid? Where are you off to?
3: Oh, I'm trying to get to school. It's my first day and I really don't want to be late. <laughs>
1: <laughs> hey Garrett this kid wants this kid wants to get to school <laughs> yeah who wants to go to school you nerd we're, we're, we're making our way there too but you only see us running all over the place like an idiot
3: oh well if you wanted I could probably show you a quick way through <laughs> if you want to follow me
1: they kind of look at each other incredulously and are like oh yeah yeah we really need you to show us all the, all the fastest routes around Hillview Sh- show us your ways a oh, wise one Oh,
3: sure. Well, I think we might just have to get over this fence then.
1: And and as you go to say that, the the, the um, pile of components in your hands catches the main kid, uh, the tall kid's eye. What, what do you got there? Oh, just a, a little something I'm working on. It's It's not quite ready yet. <laughs> as you're saying this, before you can even explain what it is, the bigger kid from the back takes a step forward and lunges and swipes to grab your work in progress out of your hands. And we're going to leave this scene here uh, to whisk ourselves away to the other side of town where we see a uh, a different sort of morning routine playing out. Uh, we're going to catch up with Chester Capone. Now, Dave, I'm picturing uh, what, what sort of house does Chester live in?
4: Uh, I think there's a lot of stuff in here. you got to imagine a grandma house. You know what I mean? Um, Like, there's a grandfather clock, but there's also, like, it looks like that kind of doily kind of thing on the couch. I don't know what that is, but it's like a giant doily for your couch. Uh, That's on there. Uh, you have a TV, that's like the big old tube TV. It's like pretty well kept for the most part. Uh, you know, in the garage, that's where uh, the his dad's motorcycle is. There's like parts everywhere as he's like, that's the one thing that his dad cares about. And, you know, Chester's probably got just uh, some eggs uh, that he's like cracking open uh, right in t- raw into a, a cup. <laughs> and uh you know because he heard that this is good and uh he's drinking his morning eggs <laughs> no. yeah absolutely i think uh contrary to
1: nick's place where like his mom was milling about and maybe his uncle is off in uh, in another room uh here like your dad uh has already left for work hours ago he's like a tradesperson, and and he's got places to be he can't be waiting around to see you off to school mm-hmm. uh and i think normally your grandma would be here because she doesn't like have a have a huge rich social life at her age, um, but Tuesday is bridge, so she's also already gone. Early uh, morning so you bridge, you kind of have the house <laughs> <Yeah>. to yourself. <laughs> Early. Uh, yeah, yeah. Though they, they play all day, <laughs> it's,
2: it's a marathon. Yeah, you got to go. <laughs> well, this is beginning of school. I figure nine thirty. <laughs> that's, that's deep
1: into the day. Nine thirty for old people. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's
2: true. Days half over now. <laughs>
1: so uh, you've got the house a bit to yourself, and like, yeah, not in a in a like, oh, you're a latchkey kid in abandoned way, but just like you're You're a working family and everyone's got their stuff going on and and they can't always be there to you know see you off and ask you about your day. Mm-hmm. so uh, I don't think there's that that sack lunch in the fridge, but there's plenty of food and and you've been taking care of yourself for a while. You know how to like slap a sandwich together and stuff mm-hmm. uh, and and how to guzzle down some raw eggs in a glass for your morning mm-hmm. protein. Yep. so the image I'm getting from these raw eggs is that uh, probably the next step of Chester's morning on his first day of high school. I don't see Chester taking the bus. I think he he jogs to school. Yeah, yeah,
4: well, gets his cardio in. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I mean, uh, he doesn't have all this fancy stuff uh, that other people do. You know, uh, he doesn't have like some f- uh, fancy sneakers that allow him to run down a wall. No, his sneakers are you know branded Nokies, uh, um, the off-brand. <laughs> ones that have like the <laughs> distinct bend at the ball of the foot where it's like barely holding together but you know what they do them well uh, a backpack the gray uh champion branded sweater actually it's uh it's it's actually the um uh celebrating the stanley cup winners of 1999 which were uh or at least according to the sweater the buffalo sabers but uh if you actually know about hockey that was not true uh that would have been the dallas stars but he got one of the uh, the old sweaters of the losers that they give away, uh, that they try to get rid of. He he found one, and so he wears this the incorrect uh, Stanley Cup champion jersey because they have to make the merch for both, so
1: that both. when they yeah. win, they, <laughs> they, yeah, that's right. The merch is available, and you've got the like the freebie. That's the, I that's got beautiful. the one. I
4: love this imagery. Yeah, normally they destroy them, but I somehow got a hold of it because I you know I f- saw. So I'm like, oh man, a hockey sweater right there in the dumpster. That's mine. They uh, had uh, embroidered uh, the words "champion" onto it, but then they had to take all that
3: threading out, so it just says Stanley Cup, and then the faded spot where "champion" used to be. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's
4: right. Yeah yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: I like the time they took they took the time to take the embroidery out and then still throw it away.
4: <laughs> uh, I love that. Uh, that's
1: capitalism for you. I don't know why I tell you. So I picture uh, Chester's jogging his way uh, along. Uh, he's got his whatever lunch he threw together for himself, and uh, and maybe a backpack. Uh, but he's doing the, the like morning cardio it's, it's a crisp autumn morning. You may be like for the first little bit of the bro- jog, you can see your breath a little bit. It's, you know, not winter yet, but it's, it's getting there. This is a, a prairie town after all. Mm-hmm. Uh, and as you're going away, you're You're maybe, uh, cut through an alley to, uh, shave a little bit of time off, get there a little quicker. Mm-hmm. Uh, and you hear in the distance, uh, someone yelling,
3: no, no, give it back. I worked hard on that.
1: Um, and as you round a corner, you see, uh, the scene that we jumped away from earlier with, uh, uh, three bigger intimidating kids kind of holding up, uh, uh, some jumble of circuits and wires that they are, uh, examining and kind of passing back and forth. And then a, uh, a smaller boy who is, uh, desperately trying to reclaim his stolen possession here. What do you
4: do? Hey! Hey, that's it! Don't do that! What are you doing?! And I, I start uh, uh, running over there as best as I can. Like, I'm taking the, my uh, headset off because I, I imagine I have like a little Walkman. The cassette Walkman, even though this is 99. And I pull off the little headphones and I'm running up to it and like seeing what's going on here. And like, hey, why don't you leave him alone? Hey, we were
1: just, we, we're just minding our business here. We're, we, we found this and this kid says it's his, but it's,
4: we found it. It's ours.
3: It's absolutely mine. I've been working on it for months now.
4: Oh, boy. This sounds like I'm being... Oh, boy. <laughs> They're saying two opposite things from each other, and it doesn't seem to have... There's three of us and only one of
1: him. Who are you going to believe? That's just math.
4: Oh, boy. That is... I, I kind of, like, look at the, the kid. like, They make a good point, actually. There is... The math does work better in their favor, but... Michael... Uh, what's, uh, what's Nick looking like?
3: He's, he's pretty crestfallen at this point. He just wanted to get to school on time.
4: (laughs) Wait a second. This kid actually wants that thing and he's sad. Hmm. And then I immediately, uh, turn around and punch the first kid, like the, the guy with the thing in his hand. Punch him and then like start grabbing the other, the device out of his hand.
1: Uh, amazing. Uh, I, I think
4: let's get a roll for this. Okay. You know, Chester's not the greatest, uh, you know, boxer. Uh, he's been in a lot of fights, but he takes hits more than he delivers them. But, you know, you can get one good hit in there. Uh, let's see. So it's just a... I think it is just a straight D6. You do have extra dice and
1: extra effect that you can add to any roll if you want to built into your playbook, uh, but those are
4: like a limited pool uh, that doesn't replenish until the end of each run. Knowing from how I grew up, you know, you got to be tough. Uh, it's just it's kind of like prison rules uh, in Philadelphia where I grew up in the tough school where it's just like, yeah, you got to be make your presence known. Show who's the tough guy. Don't mess with me. So I'm going to like throw a little bit of grit in there just to assert my dominance. <laughs> so I'm throwing an extra dice in there. Fair enough. Uh, I got a five.
1: All right. Yeah. And, and so anytime we're rolling multiple dice for the folks listening, uh, basically how it works, we have certain abilities that, that offer extra dice. Uh, we, if you're rolling more than one, we take the highest results. So adding more dice just gives you a higher chance of success. Mm -hmm. And in this case, we've got five, which is a mixed success. Uh, you're, you're decking the, the main bully here. Mm -hmm. Uh, yeah. So I think you, he's like, uh, he's tall, a little bit lean. Like he's a tough kid. Clearly like, you know, has some sort of, he's probably a hockey kid. Lots of hockey kids in this town. Sure. Uh, so he's like got a build, but he, he goes down like a sack of bricks. Um, you, you just like catch him in the jaw and and the timing just works out
4: right that it it spins him and he flops ha two on two now <laughs> how do you like that math so like i i take the thing i hand it back to him and uh, uh there you go buddy i think where it, where it comes in is is yeah you
1: you knock this kid down and he uh falls and lets go of the of the stolen device there but it is uh it gets a little bit like you hear a crunch when he falls and then he kind of rolls back and you're able to recover it and give it back. And the other two bullies kind of like, they, they they get into an aggressive stance as though like, oh, it's about to go down. But they look to the first kid on the ground like he's clearly the ringleader and they need his approval to like, are, are we doing this or are we what's the plan? Uh, and the uh, the main kid kind of gets up clutching his jaw a little bit. And he's like, ah, oh, you're going to regret
4: that new kid. You're going to regret that. Oh yeah. Come on guys, let's go. Well, my grandma always used to say, "Don't be afraid of a few mice unless they have the plague." So, take that. That's uh that's uh what what's that? <laughs> uh Well, you know, don't be afraid of a few mice unless they have the plague. I'm not going to be afraid of these guys. Come on.
1: Fair enough. Wisdom from uh from I'm, Grand Capone yeah, that's there.
4: Right. <laughs>
1: The bullies take their leave. Uh, uh, and, and Chester, you hand back the uh, slightly crunched device to Nick. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nick, upon inspecting it, you realize like, oh, it's, you know, mostly surface data, like something got un- unplugged and maybe needs to be resoldered or whatever. But it's all it's all pretty minor stuff. Uh, but then you, you realize that there's a piece missing that something has, it's not like broken, but it's disconnected and you kind of search the surrounding area that this was the problem with your, uh, your role there is like you recover the device, but there's a piece missing and the bullies likely took it with them. Mm. There you go. Nick, you're registering this. Meanwhile, Chester, you're watching them walk off in shame and feeling pretty good about yourself and, and you haven't realized yet that this is, is the case, that the device has been compromised. And you hear them talking about like, well, ch- ch- what, do we just head to class now? And like, ah, oh, let's blow off class. We'll see everyone at the party after. We'll head to the pit after school. Yeah, I guess we'll see everyone at the pits. Uh, and they, they head off down the alleyway. Uh, and it's at that point that Nick realizes what's happened, but it's already too late. They're gone. Nick, what is what's Nick's reaction upon realizing this?
3: Oh shoot! I it took me so long to find that piece.
1: Oh, I, I
3: wonder where I can find another one there.
4: What? Well, so hey, about trying to find
3: one of these. I'm going
4: looking around I, in the
3: back. Hey, there. buddy,
4: I buddy! Hey, you're 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 drifting off on me here. Are you are you okay? No. Oh. oh. Oh, sorry about that,
3: mister. Sometimes I get a little caught in my own thoughts there. Uh, that's well, okay. uh, um Thank you for your help. I, I, I don't know if I could have gotten my device back without
4: hey, without you showing up. no problem. It, I, you got to stand up for yourself. And, you know, I, where I come from, you, you don't take any kind of guff like that, you know. I'm used to it. And you can see, like, his hand is, like, clearly hurting. And, like, he, like, you know... It's dislocated, maybe, his, like, ring finger, and he, like, pops it back in, and he's like, that's fine. Let's go. And off they go, uh, presumably
1: exchanging names at some point, um, <laughs> off camera. I think, yeah, we go now to, uh, the school itself. Hi there, it's me again, your friendly Slug Blaster Game Master. Slugmaster? Game Blaster? It's Robin. Uh, And I'm just popping up at the halfway point of the episode to let you know that if you like what you're hearing, if you're having fun, you should definitely follow us on social media at Quantum Kickflip so you can stay up to date about new episodes and other cool stuff that we're planning. And since this is a brand new podcast, leaving us a review or sharing the episode with friends helps us out so much, more than you can possibly imagine. So please do that as well if you have the time. We really, really appreciate it. Uh, the six of us are also all members of a sketch comedy group known as The Debutants, uh, and you can find all our videos on YouTube at Debutantes Sketch or at thedebutants.ca. Uh, and finally, if you want to know more about the game we're playing, Slug Blaster, you can check it out on Kickstarter or at slugblaster.com. Uh, we're playtesting a beta version of the game. Uh, it's not actually out yet, but you can pre-order your copy right now and be all set for when it's released in July of this year. And if you're hungry for more Quantum Kickflip, episode two is available right now. We dropped both of our first two episodes on the same day, uh, so as soon as you finish this episode, you can carry on right into the next one. And then after that, we're going to be on a bi-weekly rotation, uh, so you can expect episode three on Wednesday, April 28th. Now let's get back to the action. The parking lot outside Hillview Secondary is filled with rusty pickup trucks and dinged up two-door sedans, sensible starter cars for recently acquired learner's permits. Even in the teacher's lot, you'd be hard-pressed to find one of the sleek, modern hover cars you might see on TV, though a few of the nicer sedans have been fitted with conversion kits, replacing their wheels with anti-grab repulsors that allow them to float a few feet off the pavement. The inside of the school looks largely unchanged from when it was last renovated in the 70s right down to the unfortunate salmon and teal color scheme. The bathroom stalls and undersides of cafeteria tables are covered in ancient graffiti proclaiming the supremacy of various musical artists, and there's likely still asbestos somewhere in the ceiling. That said, a generous private grant recently outfitted the computer lab with a fleet of brand new desktops with internet access and state-of-the-art friction processors, forcing the school to draw up curriculum for a computers class they never intended to offer. The unlucky teacher who got stuck presiding over it is as enthusiastic about it as she is qualified to teach it, which is to say not at all. <laughs> as the warning bell rings, another of our characters makes their way through the intimidating halls for the very first time. Lake Marsden,
4: mm-hmm.
1: let's catch up with you. And now we got a, a little rundown of what was going on with Lake, uh, but you mentioned that a, uh, a previous accident with your reality cannon has left you permanently altered. Can you g- give us a little description of what that looks like?
2: Yeah, so uh, <clears throat> uh, the right side of her body uh, was affected when the reality canon uh, uh, glitched out. The right side of her body is affected uh, not in a perfect vertical division like, say, the Batman villain Two-Face, but very <laughs> much in that vein. So her left half uh, is a uh, sprightly uh, young lady with... Um, uh, you know, curly red hair, uh, overalls um, with a t-shirt underneath for uh, an energy drink known as Panic, uh, Converse mm-hmm. shoes, uh, just a classic teen girl look. Uh, but then, of course, her right looks like uh, just a glitched out mess of uh, twisted, fourth dimensional, reality-bended, always changing and always moving slightly to her mood, but mostly just at the whim. Uh, it's completely surface level and it is completely benign. Um, But yeah, the entire right side of her body looks like kind of anywhere between that 90s print pattern where it'd be like geometric shapes, like a triangle and a circle on top of like pink, like a zigzag through it, uh, all the way into like uh, data moshing, which is a a type of uh, when you like mess with the pixels in a video or a gif.
1: Yeah, if you if you haven't, if you don't know that term, Google data moshing, because I didn't, and I googled it and immediately was like, oh, that, I know what that yeah. looks like. And it imme- immediately helped me visualize like better of, of what this sort of glitched out effect looks like. Yeah, you've definitely seen it, you just don't know the name of it.
2: It's called <laughs> data mosh.
1: I imagine Lake is pretty self-conscious going into this first day of school. Like, this is probably uh, a, a pretty intimidating experience. It's first day of high school is intimidating for anyone. But mm-hmm. when your half of your body is glitched out, that's that's a big day. Are is like trying to like, are you, you know, bundled up with a hoodie and a hood up trying to like pass and hide? Or are you are you just living your life and, and, and letting your glitch
2: uh, I think there. she plans to. I think that's like her big, her big move is she's kind of like trying to keep it
1: low key. Like she's dressed nice for the first day of school, and she's trying to keep it low key. I think it's that that feeling of like you were you know psyching yourself up for like yeah I'm I'm just gonna go and whatever happens happens there's nothing I can do. Everyone's got to go to high school now. You're you're from this town, so you're a little bit familiar. Like Born and this raised. is everyone is new to this school, Hillview Secondary. Um, but some of you are are new to town, some of you have skipped a grade. Lake probably has the best bearings of, like, you probably got classmates from previous mm-hmm. years who go here, and you've got, like, people you kind of, you're aware of the general social makeup of the town. Uh And so as you enter the hallway, yeah, you see two of the, uh who you know to be the most popular girls, and not even necessarily popular in, like, a, a shitty vein way, but, like, you know, the, yeah, they're, they're uh, sort of the central center of the social circle and kind of maybe people that you would aspire to be close to and or at least make a good impression towards because mm-hmm. they could probably make your life pretty difficult uh, if you're not careful. Tamblin Kennedy and Sheryl Ann Fonson are talking in the hallway mm-hmm. uh, with another girl that you don't recognize at the moment. Over their shoulder and a little ways down, you see a poster on a pillar in the hallway uh, with your image on it full glitch on display proudly proclaiming uh slug blasting not even once uh, and this is a uh poster made by the organization Doorways which is an anti slug blasting parent group that is is uh thinks slug blasting rots your brain and and uh, scrambles your brain um <laughs> just has has bad effects on the uh, on the growing teenager and it's not safe and you shouldn't do it and you know this intimately because your mom is the head of the local doorways chapter, and she's the one who who talked you into doing these uh, this photo shoot and, and being the uh, the poster child for anti slug blasting. Um, yeah. How does how does like feel about that decision and that that sort of circumstance you've been put into?
2: Yeah, her her left cheek turns bright red as she blushes with embarrassment, and or sorry, her left cheek bright red, and her right cheek goes like teal. Uh, as she, uh, like sees that poster. And I think, um, very quickly, like a, kind of that like scramble of like, uh, I think she's going to try to just like not continue to not draw any attention though. It's a bit moot and just, she's going to yank that poster down
1: the way that the, the role system is described in here, uh, in, in the rule book is like, there are certain things that you can just do. And in that case, you don't need to roll for them. Uh, like Uh It's it's moot to say, like, can you rip a piece of paper off the wall? You absolutely can. Um, whereas there are other things that you might be able to do, and that's where the dice roll comes into play. So I'm going to say that if you want to just walk up and tear that poster down, that's a thing you can do. However, if you want to play it off as though, it, not attract the attention of the two most popular girls in school that are standing semi-adjacent, and pull that down without them noticing you do it, that one's going to require a roll.
2: Yeah, I think I think I'd keep it interesting because uh, she, she's going to um, use the ability under her playbook, uh, look cool. Uh, in this case, not try to look more cool than she is, more just try to keep her cool. Fair enough. She You know, like, play cool, play cool, get this down, don't draw any attention to it. So, yeah, I'm going to do something passionate, stylish way, or in this case, a subtle and uh, secretive way. So I'm going to mark a style if it goes well, but the
1: problems are worse if I fail. Uh, so there are two uh, sort of currencies in the game of Slug Blaster, which are style and trouble. Style is a good thing, trouble's a bad thing. Over the course of the game, you can attempt to look cool and doing so will add to your style. Uh, you can also uh, take on trouble as a way of negating some of the consequences. Uh, and they both have mechanical effects on how the game is played. They are also like a resource that you spend in the later half of the game to unlock certain scenes and abilities. Uh, yeah, so style is, is very much a, a resource you wanna be stockpiling and we've, we're seeing it for the first time presented here. Uh, Yeah, let's go. Roll your dice. I'm going to roll a die here. Wow. Uh, Starts with a one. Oh, boy. Yeah. Uh, Well, that's our first first failure, first blood. Um, So as we had said, uh, rolling a one to three means you don't succeed at the thing you were trying to do. uh, And there is a problem. So, yeah, I think you walk up and try and do that thing where you like pry up a corner and just like pull the whole thing down in one smooth motion uh, so that it all like, you know, doesn't leave tape residue or not that you're like concerned about the walls, but just like you want to make this a smooth operation. Mm -hmm. And I think it sort of tears in such a way that like you weren't, yeah, the, the tape catches a little and it tears, so that not only does it leave most of the poster intact on the wall, but it also makes a loud rip noise that immediately draws the attention of both Tamlin and Cheryl Ann, who are standing nearby, uh, as well as the third girl, uh, Elliot Buchanan. Uh, Tamlin immediately is like, oh my god, is that you?
2: uh uh and like the only part of the i don't know what this poster looks like in other people's head but i think like it's one of those like aggressive uses of like blank space just the only part of the poster that has no information is what came off like yeah <laughs> maybe a fifth of it went and the four fifths of space is what it still has all pertinent information and in my picture
1: oh brutal yeah i yeah. love that the tamlin's like oh my god is that you and Shalana's like oh my god that is you that's you and the poster you're the you're the on the not don't slug blast poster. That's you. Oh my god, who are no, you? No, I'm. It's I'm not. Uh... Hi, my name Do you Lake. hate slug blasting? Slug blasting's so cool. Why do you hate no, slug blasting? I don't blasting? hate slug blasting.
2: It's super cool. I. My name's Lake. Oh my god, God. Uh... Uh, Tamlin's uh. boyfriend is a
1: slug blaster You know, that's really rude There's of like, Yeah, my tape boyfriend is a like, slug blaster you
2: know, can't get tape on, She's like shaking her hand And it's like going between the two hands When it goes, the tape's on her left hand And it's taped, the tape's on her right hand And it like starts reflecting <laughs> light <laughs> Right
1: yeah, the, so they they both kind of pester you with questions and don't really let you get a word in, and are just like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you hate slug blasting Hamblin. Your boyfriend is a slug." Yeah, I know. I can't believe she would do that. I like she. Everyone knows that Jason is a slug blaster. Oh my god, it's it's the worst combination of they've completely seen you and paid attention to you, but also were completely ignoring you and talking over you, uh, and really not giving you a chance to like make any kind of good impression. Too 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 real. <laughs> High school
2: moments where I'm just like, oh no. No, oh, I can't, I can't, if I say more, it's just going to make it worse. So I just have to sit in this while I've dug.
1: Ah, that crushing, <sighs> crushing feeling. Yeah. Uh, anyway, they turn back and and uh, and continue their conversation with Elliot and Tamlin's like, anyway, so we can use the sound system for the party tonight, right? It's going to be good. All right, we'll see you. We'll, we'll arrange. Jason will come by and pick it up in his truck. It's fine. Uh, and they kind of make their way off. Um. And Lake... You're kind of left in the middle of this, probably still getting side eye from a few kids. Do you tear down the poster now that it's uh, a moot point or do, what do you do here?
2: Now that it's moot, she still tears, tears down the poster just to make sure it's not up and won't happen again.
1: Before we like completely leave the scene, let's jump over to Elliot. You've, you've seen this play out, uh, uh, in front of you. How do you, how do you feel about this?
5: Um, I mean, she doesn't feel great. Like she doesn't like seeing people get embarrassed necessarily. But she also doesn't really want to get involved. I think she just looks over and like, you know, the static cling will go away if you lick it. <laughs> <laughs>
2: it's like a prank. I'm not gonna lick tape. Then they'll call me tape licker. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how the things work around here. Jeez, it doesn't. It's they're vicious.
5: <laughs> All right. I mean, listen. You can have the tape stuck to your hand, or you can lick it. That's just what I'm saying.
2: Puts her hand in her bo- like hand in
1: her in her um overalls pocket, and you hear the tape like get stuck to the, the <laughs> seam. And off Lake goes to uh, skulk in shame or or maybe try and regroup in the bathroom and, and make a fresh first impression. It starts also walking like a new Rudo run, but her hands are in her pocket. So it's just like forward <laughs> and stompy. <laughs> <laughs> but we don't follow Lake. We stay with uh, with Elliot. And uh, Elliot, you've just been uh, solicited by Tamlin to borrow your speaker system. I think that's one of those situations where you maybe knew her from a previous... Because uh, you're, you're also from Hillview, yeah? Yeah. Yeah, so I think maybe this is someone that you are aware of from elementary school or middle school. Probably not someone that you're very close with. Like, I don't think you're the type that runs in in Tamblin's crowd uh, necessarily. But I think you're you're known to her by being classmates, and she knows that that you're a hookup for a decent uh, a decent stereo system for a party. So yeah, I, th- I think she's sort of done the the popular girl thing where she just sort of like assumes that she can use you to her best interest. And I think Elliot's the type to just not really care enough to like, you like a party, you like a good stereo You want a party to have a good stereo system if you're going to be at it. So sure. Yeah,
4: definitely.
1: So, uh, so that's sort of the arrangement there. Um, And yeah, you're left in the hallway there uh, after giving your sage advice to, uh, like, and and the warning bell has rung at this point, so it's, like, time to start heading towards class uh, for the first sort of homeroom session of the day. As you notice everyone sort of filing towards their lockers and towards their various classrooms, someone catches your eye, a girl that you instantly recognize from an experience over the summer, and you realize that she's not heading towards her locker or towards class. She's heading down a hallway where there aren't any classrooms, uh, and she kind of, like takes a glance to the either side and then sort of bumps the door open behind her and quickly sneaks out the side door of the school, uh, off to who knows where. Now this is a girl that you, uh, over the course of the summer, I picture Elliot being like, you know, not the preppy type of popular kid, but like well liked. I think you're just chill enough that everyone sort of gets along with you. You probably got a pretty decent, uh, social life and can uh can make your way around parties and stuff this is a girl that you recognize from a party you've been to um you saw her singing at a party and you have a gigantic crush on this girl Mm -hmm. yeah she has an incredible voice uh her song was like just the right level of like angsty but soulful and and the 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 vocal performance and just everything about it like it's that kind of thing where maybe you wouldn't have noticed her just to look at her but she started singing and that was like that is the thing uh and yeah you see the same girl that like you didn't get a chance to talk to at the party you didn't you don't know her at all but you recognize her and there she goes out the door while everyone else is heading to class what do you do
5: i think i don't change my pace well no i wasn't walking (laughs) i think i begin to walk I walk slowly, but I totally follow her.
1: And so you're heading down towards this hallway and like, at first it's pretty easy to play it off of like, oh yeah, you're just heading down the hallway. Maybe your locker's down this way. But it is absolutely a hallway where like, it goes to a side door and there aren't any classrooms down here. So the the further you get down this hallway, the more conspicuous it is of like, where the hell are you going? It gets to a point where as you're nearing the door, you are, you hear a voice behind you like, hey, just, just where do you think you're going? Uh, and you turn around and see the form of Mr. Patterchuk, the vice principal of the high school. Uh, he's got short blonde hair, high hairline, kind of looks like the sort of guy who played football in high school. Uh, and that was sort of, like, the, the high point for him, uh, definitely doesn't look like a teacher, uh, his, like, dress shirts and khakis are just, like, ill-fitting and look a little too small for him, because he's got this big linebacker frame, uh, and despite the fact that he ostensibly has some authority around this school, in, all of the students, uh, invariably refer to him not as Mr. Patterchuck but as just Chuck. He comes running behind, he's like, I just, just where do you think you're off to there, Buchanan? Uh, I don't know. He would know your name. It's the first day of school. Uh, Yeah, new new student there. You. (laughs) Hey, you. Where are you going?
5: I thought I left something out in the courtyard, so I was just going to go grab it.
1: Well, the warning bells rung, Missy. You got to get your ass to class. Pardon the language. You're in high school now. We swear sometimes. (laughs) That's how it goes.
5: Right. uh, But can I just grab my thing and I'll be like two minutes?
1: Well, Gibby, what, what's so important that you gotta go out into the courtyard when the warning bell's already... The, the real bell's gonna ring. There's only two bells. You get the one warning, and then it's class, Missy. What's so important that you left out there?
5: It was my, um, my science textbook.
1: Now that is a pickle. You do, you do need that, and those cost a lot of money. And you're just getting... You, you, hey, wait a minute. You get those from the library, but today's the first you haven't gotten any textbooks from the library yet. You're lying to me.
5: Um you are very astute, sir.
1: <laughs> That's right I am. I mean you didn't even have to roll a failure for me to catch that one. I just I just caught you in your own lie. You get off to class there, Missy. Now like, you can already see his attention starting to wander, that he's like, there's another kid who's gliding down the hallway on Heelys, and that's not allowed, and there's someone sticking gum under a table, and he's kind of like, he's aware of all of it, and, and needs to kind of, like, his attention is split five ways. But he's focused on you right now, Um, but you're pretty sure that, like, if you just bolted, you could, you could probably get away from him. Uh, but that that would have some consequences for you. Well, how does how does Elliot play this situation? I'm legitimately curious.
5: I'm legitimately curious too. Uh, <laughs> I think she might just turn around and keep walking
1: towards the door. Yeah. Uh, all right, cool. I th- I, I want to use a dice roll to resolve this because I think that's more interesting. Mm-hmm. But it's less of a like can you outrun the principal or can you evade and stealth your way away? But just like, if you roll high, it goes well for you. If you roll low, he goes after you. Yeah, maybe if you roll high enough, he just, his attention is split too many ways and he can't spare the time to go running down a truant student. Um, But yeah, let's see how this plays out. Cool. Uh,
5: As the chill, I get to roll an extra die all the time.
1: Hell yeah, you do. That's an amazing ability that you have. It
5: rules. It's. We'll see if it's broken. Um. <laughs> oh, okay. Here's the thing that happened.
1: Mm-hmm.
5: I rolled two ones. Oh no! But
1: <laughs> oh no! But Oof. I
5: have an ability called effortless cool, where I mark one style anytime I roll doubles.
1: <laughs> oh, incredible! So I th- Well mark your style, yeah. I think
5: what happens, if I may, is that I get caught but I look like a cool badass while doing it. Yeah, you're just blatantly yeah. walking away from a vice principal. <laughs> That's
0: cool. Absolutely, as yeah.
1: You get like, like yeah. You you just blow him off and start walking towards the door. <laughs> yes, it's not gonna work, but <laughs> it takes guts it to cool do shit. that. He immediately sort of like, I think he yells and and when he can't get your attention, he grabs your uh, your voidware backpack that's hanging over one shoulder and like physically stops you in your tracks. Not like in a in a like I'm you know. Yeah, not assaulting you, but he grabs the, like, handle of your backpack and is like, no, don't you walk away from me. And, yeah, just, like, it attracts a little bit of attention, but it looks badass to everyone because you just, like... Ignored the vice principal turned your back walked away and he had to drag you back to class <laughs> That is cool as hell. So you mark your style You unfortunately don't see uh, you see the girl kind of off through the door where You just get a glimpse of her like kind of rounding the corner and you'll you'll never know where she was off to skipping class today That's your the failure aspect is like you don't leave you get to you get dragged back to class I think your your problem because rolling a one is a failure and a problem and and rolling two ones Oh boy is uh, as you're being dragged off to class, uh, Mr. Mr. Patterchuck, A.K.A. Chuck, is is mumbling like, "All right, well, that's detention for you. Absolutely, you're you're not getting off with a warning on this one. That's that's my first detention of the day, and it's going to you, Miss. Uh, what what is your name?
5: <laughs> I'm uh, I'm Elliot Buchanan.
1: That's I'm not gonna buy. That's a fake name. I bet you're trying to trick me. <laughs> we'll take you to the office and we'll figure out who you are." Uh, and boy, won't his face be even redder than it always is, which is always like kind of red. Uh, he's just like one of those guys that looks like he's always a little bit like um, heat stroke. Uh, but but boy, won't his face be extra red when he finds out that it, that is, in fact, your real name. You're too cool to give a pseudonym. Anyway, we leave that scene there uh, and we go now to the school assembly for the day. There's an orientation assembly. So we're jumping forward in time a little bit. Uh, and uh, we're gonna skip the boring parts of the assembly, but we we go to the uh, the tail end of this orientation assembly where uh, who who else but Mr. Patterchuk <laughs> is uh, addressing the uh, the assembled student body and staff. All right, let's hear it one more time for our fantastic guest speaker Linda from the Chamber of Commerce. Yeah, well done, well done. All right, now then, before we wrap up today's orientation assembly, it has been rather aggressively suggested by the local doorways chapter that I talk to you kids about slug blasting. Now for those of you who are new to Hillview and maybe aren't hip to the local trends, slug blasting is teen slang that refers to using illegally modified devices such as hoverboards to tear holes in the space-time continuum and sneak into other dimensions. Now let me be absolutely clear, Warping into other planes of reality and running around parallel universes getting into shenanigans is not cool. (laughs) It isn't safe, and it isn't remotely allowed here at Hillview. Now, you get caught, you're looking at an automatic suspension, maybe expulsion. We take this sort of thing very seriously, as do certain local advocacy groups that unfortunately have access to my personal phone number. So (laughs) this is what we got to do here. Now, look, this is all sci-fi mumbo-jumbo to a guy like me, all right? Hoverboards, ray guns, alternate dimensions. We didn't have any of that stuff back in the 80s. they, They only discovered the multiverse in like... 93 and and they don't know what the long-term effects are on your on your brain waves and just 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 don't do it all right just don't do it okay hugs not slugs all right thank you you're all you're dismissed go about your days And, uh, and as the, uh, the collected student body, uh, gets to their feet and goes off to, uh, I think this is an end of the day assembly. I think we've, we've, uh, montaged our way right past the school day. Um, uh, and as everyone goes to roll out, uh, and, and head off to their various buses and whatnot, a, a particular student catches Mr. Mr. Patterchuck's eye and goes, like, oh, not, not, not you there, uh, Franklin. Where do you think you're going? You got detention with me, buddy. Um and and Angus Franklin, you have been uh, addressed here by Mr. Patterchuck, and and you certainly do have detention today. Our first meeting of Angus, and he's already in trouble. <laughs> yeah, what my, did, uh, my
0: detention was assigned to me off camera.
1: <laughs> <laughs> yes, it absolutely was. <laughs> uh, what? Let's get a let's get a quick rundown. What? Uh, what did El, uh, Angus do to to warrant detention?
0: I think it was because after lunch, Angus didn't go to class, and Patterchuck caught him smoking outside the cafeteria doors
1: yeah absolutely smoking is smoking is not allowed here at hillview we don't we frown on that sort of thing maybe back in elementary school you could smoke a pack a day but not here wait
0: <laughs> yeah i've really had to cut back since elementary school
1: so yes this is this is what has landed you in detention you've been caught smoking uh, and you find yourself uh in a little uh little classroom uh it's the um it's the chem room. No, chem would have a... It'd be like a lab with a bunch of burners and stuff. That's too interesting. You're in the history classroom. Oh. <laughs> it's a bummer in there. And yeah, you find yourself in uh, in detention there. You've been assigned to uh, to write an essay uh, about what you did wrong and, and how you feel about it and why you won't do it again. It's very like uninspired detention work. Like, they're not even really trying. They're just like, just write what you did and that you, you're you not going to do it. Uh, should we get a new staff member in here presiding over detention? I feel like I've been doing a lot of Mr. Now oh, Let's keep a good thing going. He's fun to voice.
5: <laughs> not a word of a lie. He sounds exactly like my middle school vice principal.
1: Whoa. Oh, I love it. Like He's sort of based on one of my middle school vice principals, but he didn't have this voice. This is all me, baby. Um... <laughs> So, you find yourself that, and Elliot is in there with you, because, as we saw in an earlier scene, Elliot has been assigned attention. Now, Angus, tell us a little bit about uh, Angus as a character and and sort of what you're all about. and specifically, let's let's hear about these uh, the signature device that you have access to.
0: Ah, uh, yeah, for sure. Ah, uh, so it's it's really funny that you said uh, today was September seventh because I pictured Angus uh, as his birthday being on September sixth. Oh, wild. So it is the day after his 16th birthday, and so far, 16 sucks. Uh, He is wearing faded black skinny jeans that are ripped at the knees, a denim vest that clearly used to be a denim jacket that has a bunch of like pins and patches on it. Mostly safety pins and any honorary badge he might have gotten in his two-month stint as a Boy Scout. Most of his head is shaved, except for a stripe uh, running down uh, the middle of his head that is just flopped over to one side and and touching his ear. Presumably it would make a really cool mohawk, but no one would would know what that looks like because a mohawk takes a long time to style. Fair. <laughs> Perhaps the one piece of attire on his person that looks sleek and up-to-date uh, are his running shoes. I sort of picture kind of like uh, basketball shoes, like the ones that are like kind of like uh, chunky.
1: You got some Reebok vibes. You
0: got some Reebok vibes with these, absolutely. I think they are white maybe the white is a little bit faded but otherwise these look pretty like well cared for okay if not almost brand new and as angus is uh scribbling and and writing an essay about um you know i'm in detention because uh social studies is boring and why do we need to learn about things that have already happened We're all doomed to repeat history anyway. And he's writing a really, this really solid essay about how bad he feels. He's tapping one heel uh, against the floor. And it it sort of looks like an absent-minded, restless leg kind of gesture. But what he's actually doing is uh, kind of programming time around him to move a little faster.
1: Yes. so these are your signature devices, the the skip mode runners, which do allow you to uh, sort of Mess with time to varying degrees, in, a, in amongst other cool little bonuses that they give you mechanically in the game.
0: Yeah, if I may read the the little flavor oh, text. Do. Uh, skip boring. Skip average. Skip to the good part with skip mode runners. The commercial shows a kid fast forwarding through his homework, which is basically where Angus is right now. But everyone knew it was just a clever marketing for a fairly average modular shoe until the hacker crowd got a hold of them.
1: Whoa. Whoa. <laughs> Everyone else remind me when you first use your uh, signature device to uh, to let me read l- let you read your uh, blurbs because we've we've just done the shoes so far and I want to hear everyone's but uh,
4: we'll we'll get to that. Mine was the shoes. Uh the 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 hole in the bottom <laughs> is the, my shoes. That's a special gimmick. It uh, allows water into your feet really quickly and that's good. Ah, I see. Yeah.
0: Sometimes your feet need a drink.
4: <laughs> yeah, just a little drink. That's true.
0: Slurp slurp. <laughs>
4: um so uh
1: yes you you have the uh the skip mode runners I I've, I've thought a lot about these because the I I am a huge time travel nerd and I love uh time travel time skip time loop mechanics they're all they're all so much fun uh but also it's wild to make it a mechanical thing that you can do in a tabletop role playing game because it's just like there are other people in this game who time also affects uh so the way that I've sort of resolved this in my brain and we've kind of chatted about this a little bit mm-hmm. uh, uh pre-game is that it's like when you put a uh like I, I could use the more nineties hallmark of fast forward, but I feel like fast forward <laughs> implies really quick. And mm-hmm. and this is like uh when you put a YouTube video on like one and a half or double speed where like, you know, like when you got a short lunch break and you're like, ah, this John Oliver video is like just over half an hour. If I watch it at one and a half speed, I can cram it in. Um, It's kind of
0: like the modern day fast forward too, right? Where like the more you press the button, the faster it goes. So maybe you've only pressed the button like once or twice.
1: Yeah. And so it's like, you can still understand words and you can still see action going by and like everything's still like coherent. It's just like a little bit faster than normal. Um, and maybe you can overclock these sneakers and go even faster. But the problem is that you're like, these are affecting like the tachyons and the flow of time around you. Your brain is still moving at the same speed that a brain moves. You, your current reality to you is like watching a video on double speed on YouTube. Uh, so you can probably, like, fake your way through a pretty rote essay. You've maybe had to write a few of these in your years, so, like, you've gotten pretty good at writing an essay as your hand moves twice as fast as it should.
0: His writing is pretty messy, I imagine.
1: Yeah, I think there's some, like, complications to this, potentially. I think this is gonna necessitate a roll. If you want to skip over detention and get past it to the good part of your day, I think you're gonna need a roll for that.
0: Sounds like a plan. Uh, just double-checking to make sure... Yeah, I don't think any of my particular bonuses are going to help at this time, so I'm just going to roll a straight d6 and see how it does for me.
1: Fair enough. The stakes are are moderate.
0: Couldn't be more moderate. Uh I rolled a 4. Mixed success.
1: So yeah, I think you're you're able to largely fast forward your way through this this boring detention. Um yeah, I think as you're you're going there like it's, it's, yeah, you're, you're having to focus quite a bit to just keep your hand moving because it's going faster than it would. And like, yeah, you're pretty good at writing these essays, but like, again, messy writing, fast hands, you got to try and keep it on track. Uh, and at some point, uh, the other girl in detention kind of turns to you and says something, but to you, it just sounds like, what do you, what do you say back to that?
0: <laughs> he'd, he'd finish writing his sentence probably because he wouldn't be able to get his hands to stop in time.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And he'd be like,
5: Slower.
1: Elliot, what are you actually asking uh, uh, Angus? I've I've endowed this onto you, but what what are you asking Angus in this moment?
5: Have you been here before? Huh. Uh,
0: Would Angus talk? How would he talk? Oh.
1: Like, I think it's the same thing where, like, you kind of have to speak a little faster and hope that it times out to... ...what you, you would want. So I think with your mixed success... like ...you you catch uh, most of what she just said. You catch, you know, have you before... ...and you're able to kind of piece together... ...like, oh, yeah, I think she's asking... ...if I've been to detention before. Uh, you can, like, tell me what your, your brain is trying to say... ...and we'll see how that plays out for you.
0: <laughs> it's the first day of school.
1: Um, and I think you're able to say that... ...but, like, again, with your, your mixed success on this role... You overcompensate uh, a little and or like don't quite compensate enough. And Elliot, what you hear is kind of a slowed down version of like, it's the first day of school. And you're kind of like, why? Why is this person talking weirdly? And and maybe that like stymies the conversation, right? Like you're just like, OK, uh, that was weird. Angus clearly not wanting this conversation to continue because you're I trying would go to, back to keep writing, your brain yeah. on track. You're, you're continuing on with your writing. Yeah, I think there's a couple of more like just awkward interactions like that where someone, you know, Mr. Patterchuck says something and looks at you expectantly, and you have to just kind of shrug it and and hope that you have provided something resembling the right answer. I'm Um, so
0: focused on my essay. (laughs) Trying to say it Um, earnestly, but it comes across just so sarcastic.
1: (laughs) Uh, And so, yeah, you're able to sort of skip past um that this with uh a little bit of like social awkwardness you're not you know in any major degree of uh of trouble here but like what could have been a chance to strike up a new friendship there ended up uh being a weird off-putting experience for everyone involved i think maybe too you like overshoot it a little bit where like you get to the end of detention and then by the time you like stop tapping your foot mr patterchuck is standing over you and is like What are you still... I said go! It's done! Everyone else left! I said to leave!
0: I stand up, probably a little bit wobbly from things moving at a normal pace, toss the essay uh, uh, loaded with doodles in the margins Mm -hmm. on his desk, and walk out of the room.
1: And there you have it. We've met our entire cast of characters. We've got an idea of what everyone's about. But how will Nick and Chester get that component back from those bullies? How is Lick going to prove herself to the cool kids? Will Elliot ever find her crush again? And is Angus just going to fast forward through this entire game? Uh, Episode two of Quantum Kickflip is available right now, wherever you get your podcasts. And you can find out the answers to all of those questions when we rejoin our characters at the big party that night at the gravel pits just outside of Hillview. We'll see you then.